God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's been said that we in America and other well-developed countries live in a consumer society. We buy, we acquire, we try to get a whole bunch. So what is it that we consume and how much? What is it we consume the most of? I've been to a doctor recently and got a good report back, but I want to get a great report. I consume many types of food. I'm an omnivore. Fortunately, my physical diet is pretty good, but I know it could be better. So in a couple weeks, I'm going to be starting a nutrition class to learn what to consume physically and how much. I want to learn what I can do to increase the quality of my life. But we also consume mentally as we watch, read, or listen. So what is it that you're watching, reading, or listening to? How is your mental diet? How nutritious is it? Are you gaining strength from what you watch, read, or listen to? What is the quality of your mental diet? But the greater question is, how is your spiritual diet? Are you engaged in the eternal or just the temporal? How much time do you spend engaged in the eternal? In today's episode, I will be speaking about binging on a spiritual diet. Give a listen. With so many streaming services these days, it's very easy to let ourselves get caught up in binging some TV show, new or old. When I caught a cold a few weeks ago, I sat for more hours than I'd like to admit watching a documentary for a number of episodes and even a couple of movies. But then I was ill, so I, I had a good excuse. Or did I? What kind of diets do we have mentally, physically, and spiritually? Each one will contribute to the quality of our lives. In my youth, sugar was king. In my physical diet, in my youth, my mental diet was malnourished. And I didn't start a spiritual diet until I was about 14 when I started reading the Bible. I had stopped going to church about a year before when my father had died. But somehow, I knew that the answers to my questions of life would be found in the Bible. So I started reading. And I haven't stopped. It's a big book, and it contains everything I need. It says so in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. There are a lot of extraneous things we can be involved with, but the knowledge of God contained in the Bible is all things that pertain to life and godliness. Godliness is a true, vital, spiritual relationship with God. And everything you need to know about true life, real life, is found in the Bible. So have you been binging on the Bible? They say it's old and out of date, and its importance we exaggerate. But those that love it know it's great, and upon its truth we do fixate. Truth is in it on every page, and with it our heart we must engage. It releases us from every cage 
and gives us great life into old age. All we need is contained in God's word, so we rejoice in the promises we've heard. The problems of life become unblurred as with it our hearts become deeply stirred. As I've stated recently, I began to read the Old Testament again. I'm now in Deuteronomy. There have been sections in Genesis and Numbers where the story, even though familiar, was fascinating, and I read chapter after chapter after chapter. When I read the New Testament, I come to Ephesians, I usually get stuck for a number of days reading the same chapter over and over again. The same goes for Hebrews and a number of other books. There's so much richness contained in the Bible that it never gets old. But the Bible is always new and true and will never be outdated. Within it are the words of life, and we need to keep it close so that we can be victorious. Joshua was told this as he was getting ready to go in and take over the promised land. We see this in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. The word meditate, unfortunately, has become mostly associated with Eastern religions. And in them, meditation seems to be an inward focus on breathing and self. But God instructs us in this verse to meditate day and night upon his word. And he gives us a clue about what meditation from his point of view actually is. The word shall not depart out of thy mouth. The word in the Hebrew for meditate means to murmur, which by implication means to ponder. Also it is translated mutter, speak, or utter. When we become fixated on a promise of God and repeat it out loud over and over again, the power of the promise and of the provision provided within it becomes manifest. Our attention to the scripture cannot be fleeting. We are not a bird fluttering about, but we have become perched on a promise and await God to fulfill it in our lives. There is a verse in Psalms that greatly shows this manner of life. It's found in Psalm 112, verse 7. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. When we get to the point of trusting in God, and therefore in his word, we will not be afraid of evil tidings. When we trust in God completely, our heart is fixed or established. We stand up to the evil tidings knowing that God promises to take care of us. Continuing on with the theme of meditation, or fixing our minds and mouths on the promises of God, we need to go to Psalm 1. Verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So what do you delight in? What makes you happy? 
What makes you dance? Our priority should be the word of God, referred to here as the law of the Lord. The psalmist, King David, said that in the law he meditated day and night. Some people may say that's extreme, but the sentiment is repeated in Psalm 119 in verse 97. Oh, how love I thy law! It is my meditation all the day. Do you love the Word of God? How often do you think about it throughout the day? I have mentioned many times the alarms that go off on my phone every two hours, starting from 10.55 a.m. to 8.55 p.m. It helps me to stay focused and at times to meditate upon some truth for a moment. Back in Psalm 1, the benefit of meditating and delighting in the law of the Lord day and night was that he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Planted is a great example of being fixed, but this time God's doing the fixing. He's planted us by rivers, plural, rivers of water. Not a drip system, but divine irrigation with abundance. And the promise says, we will bring forth fruit in our season, and our leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever we do shall prosper. Hey, there's that word prosper again that was spoken of in back in uh, Joshua chapter 1. Meditate in the law of the Lord, remember it, and do it, and our way shall be prosperous. I kind of like the idea of prospering. Now, I'm not teaching a prosperity gospel. I'm teaching how to binge the Word of God. The result of binging on the Word of God, of meditating upon it day and night, not letting it depart out of your mouth or mind, will bring blessings, a.k.a. prosperity. Prosperity is not the goal. It is the byproduct of a trusting relationship with God. When our heart is fixed upon Him and His Word, blessings will flow to us. But our priority is the relationship with God. We need to fix ourselves upon Him in a personal relationship. Have you ever fallen in love and realized that your love is being reciprocated? You can't get or make enough time with your loved one. You are beyond infatuation and are suffering from an uncontrollable desire to look into the face of that loved one. This is a good definition of what binging is. You can't stop yourself from wanting and getting more. But this is good binging. This is being madly in love. As the psalmist said, Oh, how love I thy law. Earlier I mentioned that we live in a consumer society. It's all about money, 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 and what can I buy and have with it. Consider the psalmist attitude in these following verses. Psalm 119, verse 127. Therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Psalm 119, verse 162. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. For Christmas I received a large box of very fine chocolates, all sorts of different fillings. In my first tasting I consumed six pieces. I have slowed down since then to two or four at the most. There are certain things that should not be binged. But when it comes to the Word of God, we cannot get too much. This is the time when the saying, too much of a good thing can be bad, is totally wrong. 
Psalm 119 is 176 verses long, and all but three or four of those verses contain a reference to the Word of God. The references are word, testimony, commandment, statute, precept, counsel, law, or judgments. Psalm 119 is a great chapter to help you build a proper attitude towards the scriptures. The Psalms in general teach you how to have a deeper, more personal relationship with God. Consider the attitude portrayed in these two verses. Psalm 105 verse 4, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face evermore. Seek his face evermore? That sounds like binging. And how about Psalm 34 verse 10, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Here is a benefit of seeking the Lord. Seeking the Lord is not stumbling over him occasionally. Seeking is an intentional act of hunting for something. It shows desire on the part of the seeker. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Diligently seek, in the Greek, is literally to seek out. You're leaving no stone unturned. You're hungry for God. And again, here it shows that there is a benefit, a reward, for those who go to binge on God. Psalm 63, verse 1. O God, thou art my God, Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To be in the desert in a dry and thirsty land where no water is would definitely cause you to thirst and for your flesh to long for even a small amount of water. But the oasis of God's word is before us. There is no need to wander about. God can be found first in his word, and then the Spirit of the Lord will begin to speak to you and reveal the presence of the Father and of the Son to you. You can have as much of God as you're willing to seek for. The question is, how often will you spend time with him? Psalm 119, verse 164. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. The question is, how often will you spend time with him? Do your spiritual diet a favor and start binging on God. I'm not sure of the exact origin or first use of the quote, stay hungry, but its sentiment and advice is worth listening to, particularly if it is referring to your appetite for God and his word. We cannot become complacent towards the things of God. Matthew 6.33 tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The things of God should be foremost in our desires. Though many of us, myself included, might need to lose some physical weight, spiritually we need to grow up and that would only happen as we continually dine on God's word. Proverbs 13 verse 4 says, The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent 
shall be made fat. It's one thing to have a desire. It's a whole other thing to be motivated to get up and go after it. Hunger causes us to get up and move. How hungry you are will determine how much and how often you will eat. So my parting words to you are get hungry and stay hungry. It's time to binge the Bible. As always, I'd love to hear from you on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended, or via my personal email at dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. God bless you, and have a great day.